Hello, and welcome to mysisterskeeper.blog, the podcast. My name is Marcia Cato, and I'm so excited for you to join us today. I believe sisterhood is so much more than biological. It is a choice, an intentional decision to involve yourself in the life of another and in turn invite others to engage in your life. As a single mom, the vital role my sisters play in my life has never been clearer to me. Join my sisters as we explore motherhood with all its joys and challenges, co-parenting, mental and emotional health and wellness, and this beautiful thing called community. My aim here is simple, to engage a community of sisters, to share real life experiences and the lessons we've gleaned from them. Come with us as we journey to discover deeper connections as sisters, as human beings, to repossess the embodiment of community. This is my sister's Great day, my sisters, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of my sister's keeper.blog, the podcast. We are at the end of season one, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, my sisters, just the end of season one. This is season one, episode 22. I can't believe we're here, but we have arrived at the last episode of this first season, and I'm so excited. I am so humbled and honored that you all have come on this journey with me this first season as a podcaster. Um, The experience has been amazing, stretching in so many different ways, um, really leaning into following the creator into some very uncharted waters. And I just thank you as listeners for coming along with me on this journey. Um, So it is the week after Thanksgiving, just a few days after Thanksgiving, and the holidays are still ahead of us. Uh, The last few episodes, we were talking about grief and the holidays. And I just sort of wanted to tie up that conversation and tie up the season in just a quick little chat today. So um, for Thanksgiving, my siblings and myself, Michelle, Michael and myself, we always get together with our families for Thanksgiving. And that's sort of been our tradition. Wow. That's been our tradition since our mother passed, actually. Prior to that, we would get together for Thanksgiving with mom and dad at the home front. Um, And since mom passed, we sort of had switched where we would meet and Uh, different siblings homes at different times last few years it has been um, more consistent we've been at my brother's house uh, the last few years and it's been lovely he lives in Maine it is gorgeous up there if ever you get a chance to go uh, the few times we've gone when it has been snowing it has been so beautiful amazingly cold but truly beautiful. And we look forward to the visits every single year this year was no exception it was really good for us to be together Um, For me personally, just coming to the holidays, uh, having a time set aside to take a break was uh, was like I had a release, a release valve. It was like having a, a moment to just sort of take a breath. Work has gotten very stressful. This is always a very stressful time for work for me, just as we have uh, annual audits that we have done at this time of year. And spending a lot of time dotting I's and crossing T's, as my mother would say. I don't know if that's a Jamaican phrasing or not. Maybe it's British. Who knows? Anyway, (laughs) but just going through and sort of making sure that things are 
uh, tied up, buttoned up, if you will, and then feeling the pressure where there are things that really should be in a um, better state or things that you know you did not uh, give the amount of attention that you should have over the course of the year. And me, as you know, being a uh, procrastinator or having procrastination as a habit in my past, I'm working on removing that from my self-identification. Yes, still working on it, y'all, still working on it. Um, but knowing that there are things that I could do better, it is very easy for me to put a lot of additional pressure on myself and to just end up in such an anxious space. And the last few weeks have been, had been really tense leading up to the holiday. So having the break was really such a relief for me. And I'm so glad I got to spend the time with my family, spend the time with my uh, brother and my sister, with my niece and my nephews. And it was just, it was a lovely time. It was a lovely time to um, just to get to hang out with the Cato clan, as I call us. <laughs> um, and I was just sort of reminded of the conversation that Michelle and Michael and I had had that we'd shared on the podcast here. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the things that I do personally that I think help me during this season with all of the memories that are associated with my mother's passing. So first, I am the sole sibling that still lives in the same vicinity as where my parents lived when my mother passed away. So if I really wanted to, I could physically go back to a lot of those same places and times. And I find that physically being there can really um, bring me back to those memories and those times. I don't often do it, especially around this time of year. One, because it can be so overwhelming emotionally. Two, because I don't often have the time because work-wise, things are busy. And then parent-wise, school life is busy. We're coming up on um, like Christmas programs and things of that nature for school, trying to, uh, I think they've got sort of an end of it's not end of quarter testing. Uh, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but I think it's MAPS. And it's one of the one of the different times of the year where they do these assessment of the children. So making sure that everyone's where they're supposed to be is a very big deal around this time. So no getting sick. Please, Lord, no getting sick. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, so just, there just isn't a lot of time to really walk through a lot of these places um, emotionally. And if I had the time, I don't think I would allow myself to do it often because I know that my personal tendency is to be uh, somewhat somber, serious. When I was in high school, I described myself as being melancholy, which may be accurate if you think about like the personality typing system. I don't know that I've actually done the whole thing, you know, melancholy, phlegmatic, all of that. I don't think I've ever done one of those. But what I mean is that while I, you know, enjoy laughing and joking, I can be a very serious person and that I do enjoy and enjoy sounds like a weird word, but I, I do sort of enjoy the sentimental moments that might kind of tug on the heartstrings a little bit. I do. It's it's odd. Um, there are times when I do enjoy a good cry, if you will. And enjoy is probably not the right word, but I'm 
I can find that expression of emotion to be very cleansing and helpful for me to express something that I may have been carrying and just haven't given myself time and space to express, which as a female can be a habit that we carry really from childhood. Um, some of, again, some of the parental books that I've been reading talking about how uh, girls in their desire to please their parents, please their authority figures, they can often squash and press down emotion, emotional expression, especially bad emotions, quote unquote, anger and fear, those things that are messy, if you will, or take additional time to deal with. So I definitely, as an adult, am working to make sure that I'm not just pressing down my emotions, not just uh, squashing emotions, but that I'm recognizing where these things are, evaluating what it's coming from, that type of thing. How did I get here? (laughs) Excuse me. That should not be funny, but it kind of is. Um, My point, though, was that with all of the emotional weight of this season, I don't always allow myself to walk down the physical streets or like go back to the hospice home or the hospital. Man, I don't think I've actually done those, either of those at all intentionally because I knew how overwhelming those spaces would be with all of the memories associated. So as I, I think, One of my siblings probably said in the conversation we had, I was my mother's primary caregiver Um, when she got sick. Well, I guess when she when she came out of remission, I was living at home at the time. I believe so. I think I'd moved back already because I'd moved out and she'd actually done like the whole bone marrow transplant, things of that nature. And when she did, I moved back home just to be there. And while she'd, you know, gone back into remission after the transplant, which was amazing that it, it, it gave her such a new lease on life. Um, I had not moved back out by the time uh, she ended up relapsing, if you will. That's not technically what happened, but we're going to call it that just because the technical pieces of cancer and cancer diagnoses it's a little muddy if you ask me <laughs> and um, it just, yeah, it can get confusing. So that, that, that aside doesn't really matter for what I'm talking about right here. But what I found, what I remember, I guess I would say is that um, I was carrying a lot of weight by being at home with mom. Um, I was largely still working I wasn't home with mom by myself. You know, my siblings would still come in and we would uh, we would sort of tag in and out. Um, At the time, my brother was living the closest. He was in state. And then my sister was in South Carolina. So just a state away. She would be be in on the weekends very often with her family. So we had we had sort of a system and there were um, aunts, uncles, Uh, One of my mom's really, really good friends, her sister friend, who would come in literally every weekend when um, she was in the hospital, when my mother was in the hospital and I was staying with her, this this girlfriend would come in and she'd relieve me at the end of the week. She's like, all right, Marsha, go home, go get some sleep. And that's when I'd get rest at that time. So I think I'm kind of 
overlapping two different time periods in where things were. Sorry, the chronology is off. But there was a time period when mommy wasn't in the hospital. I was still working some then. When mommy was in the hospital full time, I was not working at that point. Once she was admitted and they kept her long term, I was on leave from my job. So just to clarify there. But because of how much time I spent with her and how intense things were, walking through the grieving process was really difficult. And I am so grateful that I took up the offer of the Hospice Homes uh, Grief Counseling Services because it was really helpful for uh, giving a frame for what grief could look like, what I could anticipate, and then also to have someone reflect back to me what was going on. So grief counseling was my first experience with counseling of any shape or form. It was amazing. I definitely should have done it before. But again, being, I shouldn't say the default as, as if all females do this, but myself at that stage of life, I was definitely still emotionally suppressing things and not dealing with things as quickly as I needed to, either because I was afraid of what the final outcome would be. Um, I wasn't sure what I would lose in the process. And really, is it losing something if by dealing with the emotional, the true emotional state of myself, I have to let something go? Is it truly a loss or was I holding on to something that was hurting me? Mm, Yeah, there you go. Man, I am really all over the place today. I apologize. Um, But the thing that I think um, I am reminded of the most this time of year is that having these little hallmarks, not little, but having these hallmarks, these events to look forward to in the holiday season is what makes the grief bearable, if you will. especially initially when the grief was so intense um, and was so overwhelmingly sad. Now it's not, it's nowhere near as intense and is not as overwhelmingly sad. There are definitely sad moments and there are definitely times where I'll still, you know, shed a tear here or there. And I absolutely miss my mother every single day. And the holidays are, you know, it's just more intense at that time because of how much family interaction there is. Um, But I'm very grateful for the ways that we come together and that we celebrate our lives. And in so doing that we keep her memory alive, especially for my son and um, my youngest nephew, my brother's son. Being the youngest children who did not know Nana themselves, being able to share different memories of her with them has been so sweet. And I know we'll just do more so as time goes by, as they get older as well. Um, and this year, I think I'm, I'm being not, I don't think, this year I'm uh, taking an additional step and planning to do something for Christmas. And this is This is kind of a big deal in some ways. I haven't done anything for Christmas since my son has been alive. Like I haven't done the getting together with my siblings, one of my siblings for Christmas. I'll say that Um, at all. I've been with my my uh, family 
my family of choice, <laughs> my family that adopted me in after college. I've hung with them, uh, the MacArthur crew for Christmas. Um, but in a lot of ways, I sort of held the family time and held the holiday at a distance because it it hurt. Like it was painful in a lot of ways to try and evaluate where the uncomfortable pieces were for myself or where the hard memories were. Um, so this year I am actually getting together with my sister and her family and Cameron's actually going to get to, you know, spend that time with those older camp cousins for Christmas for the first time. And I feel kind of bad that we haven't done it before. Now, not actually like the all of the Christmas holiday. He'll, of course, spend a large chunk of it with his father. But I'm really excited to be able to make some new memories and be intentional about celebrating family in this season, not just at Thanksgiving, but the entire season long and um, really leaning into it especially to make sure that I'm making these good memories and creating good traditions. There we go. Creating good traditions for my little one. So not necessarily traditions completely wrapped up in gift giving. I don't think the traditions that we have right now are really about gifts at all. Um, there are some, don't get me wrong, but the the larger ones are more about events that we get to go to. Um, things like uh, going to a nativity or um, a, a Christmas tree lighting, or um, some of the holiday lights that they'll have in the area, things like along those lines. Um, I know there was a church event we went to one year that was really awesome. They had uh, it's almost like an outdoor Christmas village, if you will, and they had booths with like hot chocolate and cider and cookies and popcorn. There was music, and they had different games and things outside, complete with like these artificial snowballs that you could throw at each other. It was so cute. The kids had a great time. Um, and just being able to create those memories again, that's really the quintessential piece for me. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. So while I enjoyed getting to get away and gather with the Cato clan for Thanksgiving, this is the first year that we I did not have a full seven day window to spend because of how busy I was with work. One, but really I'd planned it that way because I didn't want to pull my little one out of school now that he's in first grade and, you know, attendance is supposed to matter now. But it turned out to be a good thing considering all the stress of what I had going on at work. So I'm grateful for the timing. But it was it was really hard to leave knowing that the rest of the family would be together for a couple more days. But again, um, I'm grateful that I'll be able to get back into our routines and to be here as a part of my work team to make sure that we can address what needs to be addressed on the work front. So... What I'm looking forward to at this point in the holiday season, I am looking forward to going to some Christmas events. Like I said, um, going to a live nativity that we do go to every year, which is really awesome performance. And it's, it's like a drive through. So you're in your car and this church does this elaborate performance. It's, it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, tends to be a late night whenever this event happens. So I'm prayerful this year that 
we will not be in as long a line because we're going to attempt to go on a weeknight. So pray for us that this is actually a good decision for the family. (laughs) Pray for us, y'all. Um, so there'll be that event. We'll have uh, the the big holiday um, light special drive through to come up as well in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are going to put up our Christmas tree this year and then we'll do sort of like a daily gift giving with the children during the week. And then maybe like at the end of by the end of the week before we separate to go to our different like Christmas day or Christmas week locations for vacation. We'll give our um, bigger presents to like my son and my niece and uh, the children here locally. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I have a little collection that I've been working on for like the last month or so, which kind of just makes me excited every time I see it. I haven't wrapped anything yet because that's always the last thing that I do because, well, I'm that person. Christmas, birthdays, it doesn't matter. I do not get super excited about wrapping. It's about the gift. So I'm working on being more intentional about the aesthetic of the presentation of the gift as well. We'll see where I get. No, we'll see where I get. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to these uh, local events. I'm looking forward to getting together with my sister. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the coming of the new year as well. Like, y'all, 2022 is almost over. It's kind of incredible that the year has gone by. Um, I'm looking back at the last six months and, you know, it's almost been six months that you all have been with me. And I'm just amazed at the 22 episodes, well, this being the 22nd, but the 22 episodes that I've put out, the 22 episodes that you all have listened to and consumed and the little community that we've started to form. You know, I still have more work to do on my website and I definitely have some exciting things to share as far as like merchandising and different ways that you can connect with me. And I'm really excited about putting those pieces into practice and getting those pieces together before the start of season two in 2023. Um, But I'm really grateful for the habit that I've created in recording the habit that you've created in coming to listen to the episode and just the space that we've managed to create here where we get to share and um, be really vulnerable and transparent about some different pieces of life and share that, you know, life isn't always perfect, but it is always beautiful. It really is. Even the painful unbelievably unbearable pieces still contain so much truth and can contain so much wisdom for life. Um, And I believe that there is meaning in sharing where we've been so that someone else can benefit from that journey. So my sisters, that said, I'm so excited. Um, And kind of sad, I guess, in a little bit to come down to the end of this season, to come down to the end of this episode. Uh, The season has been amazing. Uh, The interviews that I've been able to do have been incredible. I look forward to being able to do more going into season two. 
and just being able to share some different things about parenting, about sisterhood, about community, and um, just sort of seeing where we grow as my sister's keeper, right? So again, I really, really, really would love to hear from you as a listener. What is it about this season that has kept you coming back? Um, I have been told that (laughs) you've got a good voice for podcasting. Um, And I appreciate that. I, I do appreciate that. I've been told that my voice is soothing. So hopefully I'm not just putting you to sleep. Um, but that as you're listening to me talk, that it's like we're having a conversation and that you feel engaged in this process. So in keeping with that engagement, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you about what you've enjoyed so much this season, um, what you'd hope to see in the future. What is it that you'd love to see us tackle next season Um, in 2023. I would love to hear from you. Again, you can always reach me on social media on Facebook, Marsha, my sister's keeper dot blog, and on Instagram at my sister's keeper dot blog. You can also reach me by email if you want to at Marsha at my sister's keeper dot blog. Again, it's a theme here, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Once again, thank you for joining us today. And I'm just so glad that we've been able to cultivate this time together. Um, Just a few minutes here and there, not trying to manipulate or uh, commandeer your time. I recognize our minutes can be few in the go-go of life. But while we are folding laundry or washing dishes or driving to and from work or to and from gymnastics, taekwondo, you name it. If you've got a few minutes to check in with us, we are always so glad to connect with you. You all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, I know it sounds like a long time (laughs) before the start of the next season, but I'm so looking forward to connecting with you all in the interim. And I'm looking forward to this next season coming up. You all be blessed. Have a great holiday, rest of your holiday season. Um, Enjoy your time with your family. Uh, Love on those closest to you. Um, If you have experienced loss and are missing someone, let a loved one know. Um, And if not a loved one, please reach out to someone. Uh, Again, if you look at the show notes in the last three episodes, there are links to different mental health professionals who can uh, assist you in your grief process. And I cannot recommend utilizing those resources more. So again, thank you all for joining us. I'm so glad that you took the time to be here. And I am looking forward to the next season and just the journey of my sister's keeper. Love you all so much. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the mysisterskeeper.blog podcast. My hope is that you will hear a little of your story or your sister's story in the experiences we share here and know that you are not alone. Motherhood is fierce. Life is challenging. But I believe that the Creator will give us what we each need to equip us for the task at hand. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate on your favorite podcast app. Let our time together inspire us to show up and connect with someone today. Let's go out and live.